Hey, Carl and Richard here. As you may have heard, NDC is back, offering their incredible in-person conferences around the world. And we'd like to tell you about them. NDC Oslo will be November 28th through December 2nd. We're going to be recording some episodes there. Come see us in the fishbowl. Go to ndc-oslo.com to register. NDC Security Oslo is January 17th through the 20th. Early bird discount for NDC Security Oslo ends October 24th. Go to ndc-security.com to register. NDC London will be January 23rd through the 27th. Early bird discount for NDC London ends October 26th. Go to ndc-london.com to register. NDC Copenhagen is March 14th through the 17th. Go to ndccopenhagen.com to register. NDC Porto is happening April 24th through the 28th. Early bird discount for NDC Porto ends February 1st. Go to NDC Porto to register. Check out the full lineup of conferences at ndcconferences.com. Hey, welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. And uh, it's November 1st for us. What is it for when you? we're recording this, yeah. A little later than that. For you, it's uh, November 11th? Something like that, yeah. Which means I'm down in Redmond for the first time since the pandemic. Oh, cool. How is the it? the road border opened on November 8th. Nice. Nice. And so I was able to drive. I was able to drive down in my time shifted reality where I haven't done any of these things yet. Well, you know, pretty soon you're just gonna wear your Oculus and everybody will be happy and everybody will be meta. Is that where you're gonna go? Everything you're really gonna awesome. meta this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I was really excited to go. I to go down and actually do be part of .NET Conf in person. Yeah, and that's gonna impact Dev Intersection. By this point, when this show was published, we'll have all the new topics all of the new sessions that were that had to be held back for dotnet comp should be on the website now so go check it out at devintersection.com isn't dotnet 6 awesome yeah because dotnet 6 is amazing it, no i Wait mean i'm serious it. it really yeah, yeah. really really is it's like everything we always wanted in a dotnet it's dotnet growing up right yeah like that's the thing we, we, it's a whole new stage uh the rewrite the cross-platform like all that stuff and now a whole other array of features now so I'm, I'm astonished a unified platform for write once run everywhere that actually works yeah. and coming up on 20 years old which is crazy too i know all right well uh for better know framework this week i got something fun well hit me <laughs> All right, man. What do you got? All right. So I went back in time to XKCDC land. Wow. XKCDC, of course, a great comic. Uh, we even interviewed um, Randall Monroe once upon a Randall time. Randall Monroe. Yeah. Little Bobby Which Tables. I've, I've come to appreciate is an incredibly rare sighting. He is quite shy. He is quite shy and quite brilliant. And the thing I like about Randall is he doesn't, he admitted that, you know, before he did that little Bobby Tables thing that was completely mm -hmm. viral, he didn't know anything about SQL databases. But he did his research and he learned about, uh, you know, um, injection attacks. Sanitizing your inputs. And, and he learned it and uh, enough yeah. to make that joke, which was just off the chain funny. All right. So mm -hmm. this is a guide to understanding flowcharts. Presented in flowchart form. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about meta, right? Mm -hmm. uh, start. 
Do you understand flowcharts? Yes. Good. Yes. Let's go drink. Six drinks. <laughs> hey, I should try installing FreeBSD. <laughs> All right. If you say no, okay. You see the line labeled yes. And if you say no, uh, it says, but you see the ones labeled no? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, I hate you. All right. But okay. You see the line labeled yes? Yes. And you can see the ones labeled no? No. But you just followed them twice. Yes. That wasn't a question. No. That wasn't a question. Screw it. Let's go drink. Six drinks later. Hey, I should try installing FreeBSD. No matter what you do, you're either going to be hated or install FreeBSD. You don't have any other choices. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, it's so awesome. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I got. A little comic relief today. Uh, who's talking to us, Richard? Grab to comment off of show 1688, which we did back in May of 2020. And this was a panel discussion we had planned to do for NDC Porto on sort of the state of APIs mm -hmm. and talking about the cloud context and, you know, sharing interfaces to your code is, is a challenge. Yeah. Now, of course, we couldn't go to Porto, although I'm looking forward to going next year. I'm hoping that happens. Yeah. Uh, and so this was an online uh, panel discussion with Sean Wildermuth and I Irina Skurta and uh, Heather Downing. Yep. Yeah, we had a great time chatting about it. And there's some awesome comments on the show, a whole bunch of them, actually. But I'm going to take the shortest one because I love the implication of this. Okay. It's from Rob Gray, who says, this was a great listen and couldn't come at a better time as I've just joined a project with a, quote, interesting approach to APIs. That's the whole comment. That's all it really? is. Really interesting. Well, in other interesting. words, completely. Yeah, and, then, and I just all of this stuff hits me. Right? It's like you work on this project. There's some agreement made. You have to use this API. Now you're looking at it and going, man, I, I could have been digging ditches, <laughs> <laughs> or I could have been watching Netflix. You know. Uh, well, imagine you had to interact with an API for DNS services. I don't know why anybody would do why that. Why would anyone do that, that, Richard? That's crazy talk. And you just don't have a choice. Now you have to figure out this API. And maybe, just maybe, it's an interesting API. I hope it's interesting. Well, maybe <laughs> not the way he thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, Rob, I hope you uh, actually had an interesting time and had some success with the API you're interacting with. Admittedly, that was a year ago, so maybe it's all said and done. And a copy of Music to Go By is on its way to you. And if you'd like a copy of Music to Go By, write a comment on the website, .netrocks.com, or on the Facebook slash Metas, because we publish every show there as well, at least for now, until it's in VR and we don't know how to publish anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we read your comment from there, we'll send you a copy of Music to Go By. And definitely follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. You know about Twitter, right? No. Go to Twitter.com. You know about Twitter, right? Yes then you should have no problem. Go have six drinks and install BSD. Free BSD. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring on our esteemed guest, Enrique Comba. Uh, he's been crafting software for businesses since 1995 Woot. and has worked all over the world. By the way, congratulations on writing a good bio. You never say mm. for X years because it changes every year. 
Weirdly enough. Yeah, since 1995. And it's worked all over mm. the world, building systems and leading teams in industries like artificial intelligence, gaming, insurance, or is it gaming insurance? I'm not sure. Hmm. Oh, there's a comma there. Okay. Uh, telecoms, <laughs> trading, the web, and training. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just made Enrique do a spit take. Yeah, that's right. Yep, you spit taked him. He's going to be hacking the whole show. Telecoms, I blame you. Trading the web and training world class beginners. He's used a myriad of languages and frameworks, but over the years, he moved to simple solutions that get the job done in the most productive and elegant way. Currently, he roams the land on his trusty Harley Davidson whilst helping developers and companies succeed with DN Simple's products. Welcome, Enrique. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, we're happy to have you, and you're a fan of the show, right? I'm a fan of the show, absolutely. Very cool. Uh, I got to tell you this story. You, you may have heard it. You may not have heard it. But Richard and I were on uh, one of our road one trips. One of the road trips. Was it 2010? Nah, I don't even remember, man. There was a lot of road trips. It was, Let's go with 2010. 2010 seems like I think number. it was before that, but it, it was somewhere around there. Anyway, we're on a road trip, which we used to do in a big RV and travel all over the U.S. and you know do talks and stuff and talk to people. And I got an email from a company, and I won't say who they are, but they rhyme with slow patty. Okay? And this is a, a sort of a DNS and hosting company. And they said, hey, we like .NET Rocks, and uh, you know, we'd like to advertise on your podcast. And I said, hey, Richard, slowpatty.com wants to advertise on .NET Rocks. And Richard says, but we hate slowpatty.com. Yeah. I, I think I said, but they suck. <laughs> but they suck. <laughs> and I yeah. said, well, I, I love DN Simple, and maybe we should write to DN Simple and see if they want to advertise. So literally what happened was I just picked a, 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 you know sales at dnsimple.com, and I wrote, and Anthony Eden wrote me back and said, interesting, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's anthony yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is anthony <laughs> and so that uh, started this long relationship that we have with dn simple and i just remember being on my phone in line for security at an airport um configuring my mx records you know with uh with dn simple that i had just gotten the mx stuff from google and was able to copy paste put it in without fanfare without a sales pitch without tricky things to click on that i didn't want to click on like the experience was just so good yeah imagine a, a dns and registration site that focused on dns and registration <laughs> yeah. done you done, wonder done. why right <laughs> you ever try to transfer a, a domain out of slow patty i gave up after about an yeah. hour and a half i gave up i'm like all right you win I'm not going to do this. I was doing the same thing from Network Solutions, and it's like it's this obstacle mm. course of the correct link is the smallest one that is you know written in hieroglyphics, and all the other links are ads Absolute. and and upsells. Right, and that's after you go through a therapy session, right? <laughs> that's happened to all of us, yeah. really, mm -hmm. right? Uh, being locked in by some company, not not necessarily only in the DNS domain, right? Right, where you just can't get out and. It's horrible. It's a horrible user yeah, experience. Yeah. Imagine a business so bad that their primary skill is getting making it impossible for you to not be in the business anymore. 
Like you can't get away from that's them. a business that's model. Their, that's what they focus on. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, I have been using DN Simple for years, obviously, and we use it for mm. the better know frameworks, right? Um, this is show. 1765 so i have a domain pwop.me pwop.me and in every show i go in and i add a url record you know with the show number dot pwop me that points to whatever my uh, better know framework is so um when i heard about the dn simple api i said wow let's just make this a part of the publishing thing right so as it turns out it's really easy to do that and uh, that's why I love you guys and why it really is simple. So why don't you tell us about the API a little bit? Oh, wow. <laughs> Where do I start? So, you know, there's there's uh, various types or various forms of building an API. Yeah. Um, you've got like the more, more REST-oriented APIs, and then you have APIs that are more, um, let's say, flow-oriented of what you want to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Now, at DN Simple, we opted for the REST API kind of stuff, which isn't ideal, but it's very simple to use. Right there, you have to sometimes go to certain hoops to get the job yeah. done, but it's a very simple process that most people nowadays get. Right, they they understand REST, and it makes it very simple to offer an API that you can use in a way that you're actually used to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not that REST is the perfect fit for what you're doing. It's that people understand it. And they use it. Yeah, I would say I would say so. Yeah. And, and, and so fundamentally, it's just an HTTP or HTTPS connection with a get or a put or a post or a delete, and that's about it. Or really, it's just going to be... That's about it. Just, that's really... Just that's get the post, right? Like, that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, get post, delete, put, yeah. um, take care of your headers. Uh, but obviously, if you're if you're using our API, all that's like our API clients. I have to say, um, all this stuff is taken care of for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't even need to think about it. It's a it's a different thing if you're curling into it, right? Yeah, you're yeah. sending curl commands to actually get the job done. That's a Canadian thing, right? There Richard? you have to curling. Oh uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Scottish first. <laughs> it's really called drinking, is what it's called. Yes. Curling. Right. Drinking with rocks. <laughs> Drinking with rocks. On nice. Ice. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. I've curl, never heard about that. Curl is something that, um, you know, as a, de- as a .NET developer growing up through the ranks from all the way from classic basic to visual basic to C sharp and .NET, I had no idea what curl was. And I actually wrote a book on internet programming. And uh, yeah, wow. back in the <laughs> nice. 90s. And uh, I didn't really understand what that was, but I guess that's the way that everybody tests out REST stuff. But you guys have client APIs, and you have one for .NET and C Sharp, but you have them for all different languages. So that client for your API just has what? Like you create your, you put in your username and password, and then you just go to town? Um, yes. I mean, you username and password or... Your username and authentication right. token. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our preferred way because mm-hmm. it's a safer. And when you set up your tokens in your administration panel, yeah. 
um, you can always revoke them if, I don't know, if somebody's using your, your app and you don't want them to use it anymore, you know, just remove the token. And that's right, it. right. Yeah, I guess I would use just the username and password if I was creating a console app and I just wanted to test it out. But you're right. If you're putting this behind in, in your application, like, okay, you know, tenant comes to sign up for a new uh, thing. You can, you can see this happening on Azure right now, right? Whenever you create a new um, a web application, all right, I can't remember what they call it now, but you create a new web application and uh, <laughs> and and you, you give it a name and then you get that name.azurewebsites.net. So they have to have some sort of API where they can manage the DNS. And that's exactly where your uh, API shines. Exactly. I mean, our, our API is mostly, I would say, for customers who either have to manage a ton of domains mm-hmm. or that literally have to configure things like you just yeah. said, right? Where um, somebody builds an app in a, in a certain platform yeah. and you want to create that URL for them so and, and, and route it to the right direction. That would be ideal. That's an ideal scenario. Obviously, if you if you have one website, yeah, I don't think I need an API for yeah, that. Just go to the portal. <laughs> you don't need it really. But it's yeah. It, as soon as this is a repeating process and there's multiple of them, you're going to mess it up if you're doing it by hand. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's not the word documents always wrong. <laughs> Correct. And it's not it's not as if uh, DNS is very difficult or, no. or, or rocket science. I mean, there are certain parts of it that maybe are. Uh, but for the most part, it's relatively simple, but it's tedious. It's a tedious process yeah. where you just have to configure and then figure out, oh, what was this again? You know, and then, <laughs> you know, check it out, put the wrong thing in the wrong place. As you said, it's a ritual. So, yeah, that's, that's and, the, and the rocket science is the certificate part. That's always rocket science. Yeah, it's getting easier. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be. Now it's not that much anymore. Getting, getting better. It's getting it, better. Because yeah. it couldn't get worse. So you guys do certificates, <laughs> right? At the end, simple. Is that part of your API as well? Yes, we uh, yeah, we, we offer through our API, you can issue and, and order uh, Let's Encrypt certificates. Nice. Um, and have like wildcard certificates and so on. And Let's Encrypt is an open source free certificate provider. Is that accurate? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's not to love about that? And that's what makes, I would argue Let's Encrypt is what's made certificates suck less. Yes. Yes. The suck yeah, I would argue that. that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember back in the day, you know, where you try to install a certificate on your web app or, you know, uh, I remember I was working in, um, we were building insurance software and it needed to be secure. Right. And the whole certificate part was like, what on earth are we doing? Yeah. And nobody really understood what was going on, but then somehow it worked. And then know? Slow Patty says, $500. <laughs> exactly. No certificate for you. <laughs> okay. I want to you install it. No, you don't. You're not who you say you are. <laughs> are you who you say you are? Yes or no? Yes. Do you know how no? to tell us? Go have a drink. <laughs> Install free BSD. Yeah. Well, What's this all about? Yeah. <laughs> the, the real, the, the real, it, installing a certificate from scratch, not a problem. Renewing that certificate. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that would suck. Like, I'm just, just yeah. And, and you got to love Let's Encrypt for that because mm-hmm. you've got the auto renewal as well. So yeah. you literally can't forget about it. You know, you install it. It used to be that in Azure, even if you were, um, 
even if you weren't running a virtual machine, you had to run a virtual machine with IIS just to do the certificate stuff. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It did. It doesn't yeah. suck so much more now. So much more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Richard now said. Now all we got to do is get developer certs working that well. Yeah. Our code signing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Can we make his code signing not suck, please? That would be awesome. Thanks. Thank Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thanks. Bye. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> I have some work to do yeah. now. <laughs> All right. So, what kind of other things can we do with DN Simple API? Wow. So, you can register your domains. You can uh, change anything on your domain, you know, add uh, name records, zone records, and manage your domains actually your, your your fleet of domains we also offer um apart from our clients we have like a terraform provider way because terraform is is kind of a hype thing right, right? right. a lot of people love terraform to build their stuff yeah and so terraform so we have a terraform provider which uses actually our go client our go api client mm. to do all that stuff I remember talking to Anthony uh, way back when, when we first started a relationship with you guys, and uh, he he said that he wrote the whole thing in Go, and the reason was it was the fastest, the absolute like burning fast uh, back back end language that he could possibly find, and uh, I, I guess C sharp is catching up to it now, but uh, back then that was the that was the stuff, man. So you are you a, are you a, a fan of Go? Not particularly, to be honest. I mean, I, I babble in a lot of languages, and Go is one of those that is a little strange sometimes. You know, as you as you're doing stuff, you know, like, why why do I have to do this this way? You know, I just don't get it. Yeah. You know, and obviously it works then at the end, but it has some quirks um, to it. But it's it's a great language as well. Yeah. I mean, no no issues, no no real issues. Some some minor griefs every now and then with it. Sometimes um, it doesn't go. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, our ecosystem is is full of different languages actually. Oh, cool. So we have like the, it's running on Go. We've got uh, Erlang, you know, for for the register systems. Right. Um, you know, Erlang is. Pretty much battle proof. Yeah, sure. And mm -hmm. are you using yeah. Erlang because, like the the uh, pattern matching feature? I imagine that's got to be pretty big for you guys. Yes, that that feature is really big, and it, it's mostly because you can run it on nodes distributed around the globe as if it was local, and so on. So there, there are so many benefits to Erlang, really. Um, but yeah, we run with a lot of languages, and. Uh, I was thinking about .NET. You were talking about .NET, and I remember the first time I actually came in contact with .NET. I don't really remember when it was, but it was early two thousands, must have been. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was uh, working a lot with Java, and I was like, "What is this? Right. You know, it's just a copy of Java. What's it's like going Java, on?" Java, but different. Oh, what's this? Exactly. Generics? <laughs> oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Link. exactly! I like so, this language. <laughs> it's kind of like the first time you take a sip of tequila, right? You know, you don't really remember right, it, right. but you remember like the history <laughs> of going living right. through tequila. But 
Yeah, but yeah. like tequila, when you use enough link, eventually you believe you're invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> that was the magic of tequila, right? There's some point in drinking tequila where it's like, I'm invisible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and well, I have I actually have a tequila story. I well, actually have a tequila C sharp story. Is tequila, what's oh, the worm? Dear. Oh, the other compiler. No certificates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I've been looking through the tools available for in the developer D and Simple, and some of them seem familiar to me. One of them is called Ditch Daddy. <laughs> uh hey <laughs> careful and another one's called screw you zerigo <laughs> there's a theme here <laughs> there's a theme you're, you're looking through tools that i don't even remember that we have <laughs> I, I, these are community developed tools you didn't have to write these right. i think there were other enthusiastic people migrating Good. from various locations <laughs> to and simple. Excellent. I wish these existed mm. when we were doing this 10 years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's also the beauty of having an API, right? There, there's the community can actually build tools around it as mm -hmm. well, you know, as to 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 suit the needs and and whatever they want to build like. But you know what you're doing? You're encouraging people not to use your website where you can con them into uh products that they don't want. What's the matter with you guys? You're leaving Snap. money on the table. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> I don't think we believe in that. You know, it's our our business model is very much um, offering a service that works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And without a lot of marketing, I mean, there's always marketing, yeah. obviously, but without a lot of marketing and just honestly trying to work, yeah. which might be a little bit disadvantageous to us. Oh, I don't think uh, so. But we don't believe we don't believe in conning people into a service. People have the the good experience of using your products and they're going to, you know, it's not like somebody buys a car and you don't hear from them for 10 years or 12 years and they might not come back to you. Like this is a critical infrastructure service and it's going to be required for this domain and that domain and this domain like People are going to come back again and again and again. So naturally, you want to, you know, it's like a um, a new restaurant opens up in town and the food sucks. They'll get everybody on right. opening day, but nobody <laughs> afterwards. Although you wish you wish it was like a restaurant. I was actually talking to to Leticia, is Anthony's wife, and I was I was talking to her the other day, and I was saying like, selling DNS is hard. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I, I made this analogy. It's like, it's like, imagine you building this critical washer that goes in an engine. Who do you sell it to? Right. Because the, the normal consumer will like, Oh, the engine has a washer. Yeah. I don't, I didn't even know. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a really interesting problem from the marketing side yeah. as well, where you go like, Huh, how do how the heck do we promote this? Do you know how? Who do you talk to? Right. Yeah, and I mean, it really is plumbing, like very fundamentally. It's the stuff that people expect to just work on the internet. But for us making stuff on the internet, you need to know this. You need to be able to get, be able to do it efficiently. So word of mouth obviously worked well for you. I mean, I heard about you from Scott Hanselman, and then we mm -hmm. just started talking right. about it here and there on the show. 
Yeah. How's yeah, it's it's mainly I would say it's mainly word of mouth. Word of mouth in conferences mm-hmm. and other places like that. Right. Hey, gentlemen, I'm gonna interrupt for one moment for this very important message. And we're back. It's Donnet Rocks. I'm Richard Campbell. That's Carl Franklin. You know, time is of the essence when identifying and resolving issues in your software. And our friends at Raygun are here to help. Their brand new alerting feature is now available for crash reporting and real user monitoring to make sure you're quickly notified of the errors, crashes, and front-end performance issues that matter most to you and your business. Set thresholds for your alert based on an increase in error count, a spike in load time, or new issues introduced in the latest deployment, along with custom filters that give you even greater control. Assign multiple users to ensure the right team members are notified with alerts linked directly to the issue in Raygun, taking you to the root cause faster. Never miss another mission-critical issue in your software again. Try Raygun alerting today and create a world-class issue resolution workflow that gives you and your customers peace of mind. Visit raygun.com to learn more. Their simple usage-based plans start from as little as $4 per month with unlimited apps and users. That's raygun.com to start your free 14-day trial. Hey, Carl here. You know, there's something new from our friends at Text Control. TX Text Control supports the integration of legally binding electronic document signatures into your ASP.NET Core web applications. Simply use Microsoft Word documents, prepare them using the Text Control online editor, and request signatures from signers. It works just like well-known e-sign services, but runs on-premises in your infrastructure without sending and storing documents somewhere else. To showcase typical workflows and the text control electronic signature technology, they published a fully functional demo that can be used to create and request signatures, sign documents, and to validate executed PDF files. See the demo at esign.textcontrol.com. That's esign.textcontrol.com. Hey, hey, hey. And we're talking to Enrique, who's part of the DN Simple gang, about this uh, API and the, some of the cool co- co- community developed tools for migrating to it. Uh, what is your role on, uh, for the API, Enrique? What are you doing? Oh, what's my role? That's, <laughs> that's a great question. Are you building so, this thing? Um, I'm not building the API mm-hmm. as such, um, but I'm building everything around it. Okay. So I'm or building. I'm in charge and building all around it. Obviously, as a as a one man, you can't build everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so my role when we started defining it um, was somehow like a developer advocate. But I kind of didn't like that name um, because of the implications and so on. And we decided to call myself a DN Simple ambassador. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I'm. Old school developer, I develop software, but I also promote the company and then talk to people about it and so on and so right. forth. So Dev Advocate alone wouldn't be enough or would shoehorn you into a place that might maybe you don't really fit mm. in. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I can't say enough good things about it, um, about just using the website. Uh, and the API seems to be just... Simp, drop dead simple, and that's a good philosophy for you guys. That's what we're trying. Are there any other services that you guys are thinking of providing that you don't currently, and um, and how would that integrate maybe into your API layer? 
offering? So <laughs> that's, that's such a difficult question again. <laughs> we might have services that we're thinking about, um, but always with, um, with our services or with something that critical for people, um, you cannot just rapidly build something, sure. mm -hmm. right? It's, you need to be far more careful, uh, on how to introduce something new and, you know, just to make sure that your customers keep on having a service. You don't want a Facebook to happen, basically. Yeah, right. I shouldn't have said Facebook. That's right. Cause yeah, you should have said Meta. Said meta, yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, I know. Right? And you definitely There's, don't want a Meta. We're to still happen. getting used to this. No, you don't. Yeah. So, but the way the way it works is uh, when when some new feature comes, um, we then take care of building basically that part into the API, make sure that it works. Yeah. Um, we make it sure like with, with our regression tests on sandbox environments and so on. And once that is done, uh, we start rolling the clients out, right? And we used to do all the clients at once, you know, just release all the clients with a new feature. Um, but now we are changing it a, a little bit. For example, uh, I don't know if you heard about DNSEC key data, that was released. So this is for DNSEC. There's a, a new thing called key data that was integrated. And so we added this to the API clients. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the way we're doing it is we're basically releasing one client at a time. So every week we release a client, mm -hmm. which this new feature. And so we, it's kind of, I would say it's kind of a marketing process as well to keep it in the, in the ears of people for longer. Right. Right. Instead of saying, we release this stuff with all what you want. Right. right. We just say, well, we release this and then we have this, this two clients available. And then the next week you say, Hey, this other client is available now, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. The, the DNSSEC stuff is interesting. Are you, have you, have you guys dealt with like DNS hijacking? If you had customers that have gotten into trouble? We've dealt with a ton of stuff. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, and you constantly have like uh, attacks and and things you need to deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you'd be surprised if you spend like a day in the operations part of DNS in general, like how much happens and. You know, you might seem calm, but it's like a, it's like a duck, you know, underneath you're pedaling. Mm. Sometimes you go like, Oh my God, you know, this is happening. We need to stop it. Well, like, you know, like we, Meta or Facebook taking themselves completely off the internet by screwing up their BGP configuration. Well, that was their own, that was their own fault. Oh, I love really. a good self-inflicted wound, right? <laughs> right? Yes. And, and sort of, you know, as a guy who cares an awful lot about infrastructure, it's like, I smell the arrogance that everything was in one building. Mm. So yeah. that. It'd be to the point where they couldn't open the doors because the system was down. Well, the, exactly because the the system, like the security system, was running on exactly the same uh, yeah. network, yeah. and 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 they just couldn't use it, right? And I was I was actually talking to a few people at uh, at a conference because I was at a conference at the time when this happened, and one of the people there, he just said like. If I was working at Facebook, I would have driven with my car into the building. Yeah. No, and it was like, screw, screw the doors, yeah, you know, it's just no, go in and they were fix using, it. They were using steel cutters and cutting the doors open to get into the building. Wow, it's, it's absolutely crazy, well, isn't it? Well, you know, and again, the arrogance of design to presume nothing like this would ever happen. Yeah, not to us, right? Yeah. But 
the, I mean, DNS, like everything in the internet, was built by a group of scientists who just weren't thinking about security. Like, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And we're still well, doing like, this like up. Most, like most pieces, like yeah. most pieces of the internet, right? It's, yeah. it's, but that's the beauty, um, I think, of that kind of designs, right? If you think about like DNS or even IP, mm-hmm. right? They're really simple designs. They do one job. They do it really well. And we use, it, we use it till this day. So I remember, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Facebook went down, turned out it was DNS related, and somebody posted the the DNS haiku. Have you heard it? Well, it's not DNS. There's no way it's DNS. It was DNS. <laughs> <laughs> It's always DNS. <laughs> it's always DNS. That's one of the crazy things about DNS, right? Nobody thinks about it right until up, you have to think about it. Until it doesn't work. Yeah. Until yeah. anything at all goes wrong. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated about the prospect of us actually getting serious about DNSSEC and, and starting to push providers to implement it everywhere, right? That, hey, I only want to get served pages that have DNSSEC resolution. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I can't imagine how long that's going to take. It's going to take forever. Can, can yeah, you, you'll see. It's like, I mean, it's like IPv6. This, it's just one of those impossible exactly. things. Can you give me the, uh, the, the shorthand uh, elevator speech about what DNSSEC is? I mean, I get it's DNS security, but for those who've never heard about it. There are certificates. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to be sarcastic either, because I'm reading the specs and trying to figure out how I want this to be true. But it's something about every time you're dealing with certificates, right? These are all public key, private key things. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is, it's like one guy is going to figure out how to implement this as a wizard, and we're just going to use the wizard. It's the worm in the tequila. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every every uh, advanced enough technology will seem like magic yeah. at some point, right? That's, I, I keep thinking that mag, that certificates are magic. I just don't know if they're black magic or not. Mm. <laughs> they're just magic. Yeah. Well, I, I think the internet is magic anyways, you know? Yeah. Like, if you start looking at how things are strung together, you sometimes wonder, like, how does this even work? I'm, I'm amazed that this stuff works at all some days. Some days, exactly. especially, I look at code, and once you start thinking of, how many turtles you're standing on top of, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you're like, I can't even believe this stuff works. Yeah. It's absolutely it insane. It really is. And, and the funny thing is like talking about code. Uh, if you look at like the evolution of code and languages, we're still doing the same as in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been any, like literally any change, you know, we are sugarcoating stuff, making our languages like easier to work with, um, but it's literally the same. Well, and we're operating at higher and higher levels too. You know, more, adding yeah. things like link to C sharp was like a huge step forward, and Lambda is a huge step forward. Um, but you can still, you know, make unsafe code and write to memory if you want. Oh, yeah. Have at it; it's your foot. <laughs> Yeah, mm. definitely. Well, every time we try and take away that capability, people get yeah. upset. Right? I mean, how many times has Microsoft tried to make a secure version of Windows? And everybody's like, this is awesome, except it doesn't run the thing I need to run, so I'm not going to use it. Right. 
right? Okay, we're going to give you an app to build a house, and we're going to take away your tools. Just yeah. use the app. Good yeah. luck. Exactly. But you've got this rubber duck, which is quite safe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking through... Are you finding folks using the API for like a CI CD pipeline thing? Like it's just part of their build process is push a bunch of entries up for DNS. Um, I'm not sure if I understand the question. Um, I mean, because I you want it, I'm I don't normally think in terms of when deploying a website that I would want to change DNS entries routinely. I just wonder if some right. folks do want to like that. That's the thing their approach they're going to take oh. to this. Um, I'm not sure if they do do that. Mm -hmm. Like I want to change something quickly. I want to test it and so on. I mean, we have our sandbox environment for that, right? right? Where you can, if you write your code and it's encouraged. I mean, if you're, for example, when, when I was, um, um, when I was developing the .NET, um, of oh, this is C sharp client for our API, obviously everything I was running on the, on the sandbox and right to make sure that everything works. Um, so yeah, you would use our sandbox environment as UCI if you wanted to. Yeah, to figure it, to figure it, figure it out. But exactly. It, I mean, I'm just wondering. The most folks that use this API are either it's a batch process to do a migration. So it's Correct. we're going to get this to work once, more or less, and then we're going to turn mm -hmm. it off, probably not use it again. Or they're building tooling around buying domain names and and setting stuff up, sort of the the templated approach. But exactly. So for so think about like resellers. Mm -hmm. Like if you're if you're reselling domains and so on, then you would need something like that. Right. right? Absolutely. And and or any kind of ISP oriented service, right? Where I, I want to be able to provide these. I think things. the the standard um, scenario is the multi tenant situation where you're onboarding a new tenant and they need their own URLs and they need their own uh, you know mapped. That's an interesting scenario. I appreciate that. And or they want to use a custom URL. Yeah. And so you're going to want to push that that way as well. Like mm -hmm. that's a great, I'm just trying to broaden beyond only ISP types need to know mm. this, that they, this might be part of a developer's regular pipeline for deploying an application. Mm. But I do, you know, we've talked a bunch of times about the multi-tenant SaaS products. Mm -hmm. And it certainly I could see DNS being a part of the onboarding and offboarding of a customer mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. It's yeah, it's definitely a scenario for that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so and it's and it's just another thing you want to have right. You don't want these to be steps in the sales process or in an IT's person's workload. It just happens. And I could also, I mean, I do have enough tinfoil hat in my soul <laughs> to look at this and say, I could write a I would I could see me writing a bot that checks to see if my DNS entries have been messed with, you know, on a routine basis to just go and pull. Yeah. How is my configuration still lining up with what I think it is? And if it isn't, text right. me. Yeah, give me a warning. It's like, hey, there's a change that you, it doesn't match what you were planning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. Um, we have a tool called Zone Vision where you can actually check, like, if your domain, um, if your domains are okay, if everything is fine. Or at least, is, I don't know about okay, but at least is what you expect. What you expect, it. yeah. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we're running out of um, topics because it's just awesome and you should use it. I think, yeah, end of story, phasers on stun, Kirk out, right? <laughs> end of story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, and if you want to use it, um, I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but we were thinking of using a hashtag maybe with your, with your episode or something like mm -hmm. that, where if you want to use our services and you use this hashtag, uh, we would give you like 30 days on top of the trial, oh, basically, cool. so that you have an extended trial period. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's figure that out offline. But in the meantime, go to .netrocks.com, go to episode 1765, uh, November 11th, and uh, look in the links. And we'll hopefully have something there for you. <laughs> well, Enrique, thanks. It's great stuff. We love it. Uh, keep up the good work and come back and tell us when there's new stuff. Thank you so much for having me. And it was really fun. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Plop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter van.